HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Kiva, a Greenhorns partner and nonprofit that has helped hundreds of farmers raise over $2 million in microloans, all without charging any interest or fees. Find out more at us.kiva.org slash greenhorns. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Greenhorns. This is Greenhorns Radio, radio for young farmers. Bye, young farmers. Today is a new day, and we're talking about kale. Good good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> um, will you introduce yourself and your product, lady? Yes. Hi, Severin. Good afternoon. My Hi. name is Alexandra Hudson. I'm out here in Oakland, California, celebrating a beautiful November day. I'm the owner and founder of Kaleidoscope Foods, or local artisanal bone broth kale chip company. We make bone broth kale chips with delicious bones from regenerative ranchers around the area and source our ingredients from farmers markets and stuff from farmers and it's a pleasure to to serve our local community with high vibrancy magic carpet kale chips. Um, so can we talk, let's talk about kale chips for a second. Let's just go Please. straight to the heart of the matter. Let's talk about snack food in America. Let's talk about snack food in America right now. Sure. Yeah, well, it seems that snack food's about it's about preparation and being able to be regenerated while we're on the go. I mean, we're constantly, most of us live lives where we're constantly on the move and Nourishment is a really big issue. How do we feed our bodies food that's actually deeply regenerative if we're not sitting down for big meals with our family? And snack food, for the most part, is it's a, a vacuum. It's it's pretty just it's empty. It doesn't have the nutrients either because we're not recognizing that it's actual food that we're needing to feed ourselves, or so we just don't have the time to to make good meals for ourselves while on the, while on the go. It's 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 something that has been 
neglected, and there's a huge revolution in snack food right now. It's one of the top trends in the industry, the the, the artisanal food industry, and just there's a huge growth in people in people wanting to feed themselves well. It's it's pretty outstanding how the snack food industry has grown so much in the last couple of years, and people are wanting to give themselves kale and give themselves uh, epic food bars and granola bars and really good food and it's a it's a it's there's a lot of room for for innovation and i think that that's where we see food like kale chips coming back in where people are giving themselves vegetables when they're on the move and that's where we see um more energy bars that are packed with good seeds and nuts and it's it's something that we're we're just needing to recognize where we are at as a people as a really mobile people and plan accordingly and that's what snacking is all about and that's what we're doing with kaleidoscope it's a each each chip is it's if you deconstruct it it's a really well it's a well-balanced meal we have ghee and bone broth and cooked sweet potatoes dates seaweed really deep nourishment all packed into this little very dense container and that's that's what we're, we're so, hoping to inspire so, people so with. So let's go back to how you invented this product, because most <laughs> of the like hip chips out there, and they're and frankly, I'm a little freaked out by all the new like mylar pouch foods and like super, I was just spent a little too much time in Southern California experiencing the explosion in this sector of the marketplace. Yeah, um, firing up in Taos, and it was cool because every single bulletin board had Standing Rock Solidarity, but. Every single store was just full of like vegan junk food and plastic packaging. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what the supply chain is for your food and how you kind of came up with your way of doing it. Cool. Well, I'm a, I'm a therapeutic chef and a holistic holistic practitioner. I'm currently in school as a as a clinical herbalist, and I love food as medicine, and I was on the go for years, just traveling, going on road trips, visiting, just traveling around, and I needed food that was really regenerative for myself, and so I, I deconstructed one of my favorite little snacks, the kale chips, and I realized that it was just a conveyor of nutrition. I could put anything that I wanted to on it, and I started letting it speak to me and realized that... I mean, snacks. Snacks are they're a way to connect not only with the physical nourishment of what I'm putting in my body directly at that time, but it's it's also the the greater the story and my connection with with my farmer friends and with my garden. And um, it's it it has the potential to be soul nourishment, just like any food that I would normally eat at my house or like serve from my garden. It's like I can take that with me and I can put it on just I can take it on the go. And so I. I Started playing with my dehydrator more and taking, making whole meals and blending them up and putting them on kale and dehydrating them, and got this got this food that I could take with me, that that was as regenerative as a, a meal that my grandma would cook, and that my I would eat with my family. Just it's it's shelf stable, and that's that's I think that that's. That's the benefit of snack food is that we can we can take it on the go, but we also have to remember that it is it has the potential to be something that's super nourishing. Um, like I, one of my well, favorite and people who are food. listening on the radio, they won't know that how tall and healthy and beautiful and uh, <laughs> compellingly 
radiant in your in your nutritive amazement you are. Um, <laughs> but I can attest, having personally witnessed the vitality of this woman. Um, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about the scale of your of your snack business and how it fits into sure. your larger yeah, life? Yeah, well, again, all the snack three. stuff is. Yeah, it's I started it three and a half years ago. Friend. What was that, Simon? Keep talking. No, it's the <laughs> goddamn cheapo microphones because they can't afford to have anything better until they raise the money <laughs> so we never hear each other. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> okay, thanks. I started the started this three and a half years ago as a dedication to providing really good food to my my traveling companions and, and to myself and as a way to to support my local farmers and my my farmer friends and to get to just to dive into the, the food alchemy exploration like food's it's such it's so amazing it's it's such a it's such a connection to be able to directly eat the nourish, nourishing gifts of mother earth and i started i started uh, selling at a farmers market i had the opportunity to sell whatever i wanted and i was like okay what are my favorite foods i love kale i love bone broth I uh, love sweet potatoes, and just started started fantasizing and, and put it together in a in a shelf stable way, and that was that was the that was the the ticker. And you can you can, so with with kale chips and with with the hydrated snacks, you can put anything. You can put wild crafted foods. You can put herbs. You can put whatever your body is itching for. Whatever it takes to bring your body to a nourished level. I think that the, the most important thing is just to to see what is that this is it's medicine that you're taking for yourself while on the go and that you can prepare a bunch ahead of time and and always be able to nourish yourself which is which is key when we're people that are on the move so i started i started it three and a half years ago and been growing up very slowly and patiently and with a it's just like it's uh, like it's it's like a dry watered garden. <laughs> I saw now in stores throughout the Bay Area and directly with customers. And I was actually just reflecting with a friend today who's starting a, a cereal business with locally grown grains um, on a business model that I had when I first started, which was pay what you can. And it's it's interesting how when we're doing this at the really small scale and at the, the local economy level, we're having these direct relationships with people where it's it's transcending it's the money. It's like when people, when we're wanting to have this reciprocated relationship with people where they're, they're receiving the nourishment of food and the nourishment of the relationship with the people that are growing that food. And we're asking in exchange Either either dollars or some way for them to be interacting with the flourishing of this business, or something that I, I love to have at my farmers market stand was a sign for people to talk about what they were looking for and what they what they needed. And it's it's pretty it was pretty amazing to see the connections that that would come just from people being able to express in a really clear way what they're looking for. It's like how how can we express that dream in a in an articulate way and have it be men. So it's it's been it's been growing steadily for the past couple of years and it's been it's been fun. It's been an honor and it's been difficult just to keep reinvesting in it. You know, it's like it's like any long term relationship. It's 
it's that that initial hit of dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin it's like wow start a business and then it's like okay what are my visions how can i keep this going and how am i i'm and i i feel that really supporting what nourishes me in this business and what nourishes my customers is really supporting the farmers that are growing the food by like keeping it on that small scale, paying incredible immaculate attention to to our sourcing so that we're getting the most nutrient dense food, like really, really well nourished kale, well nourished cows, like you know, so like taking this engine of of a of a business and really helping fuel their businesses and helping fuel the regeneration of the soil and and that attention to detail. And that's something that that it's that's that's life and that's a beautiful that's a, a dedication that keeps keeps me excited and you know just getting to be part of other people's lives and other people's story in a meaningful way is it's beyond compare so so that's that's what stokes that's what stokes thing as a business just getting to know and love people over time well, it sounds like you're not going to stop anytime soon. How can people find no. your stuff? <laughs> and or um, well, what other the kale are available on in this area. They're they're available at Three Stone Hearth on University Avenue, but they're also they're available at kaleidoscope-foods.com. <coughs> and we're constantly coming out with new flavors and new products. We have a, a one of our biggest excitements is upcycling ingredients that would otherwise be discarded. Something that we've been working on in the in the back room is it's a bone butter and it's a stone ground bones that are left over from the bone broth making process that are rich in calcium so that the body isn't leaching calcium. But it fills it fills the blood with calcium. And you can make bone milk with it. <laughs> it's delicious and uh, yeah, we're available online and uh, small stores around the Bay Area. Check out our website for more details on on purchasing. Well, I think it's going to keep happening in a good way. And I guess one thing that this encourages me to think about is what kinds of other smaller either kind of part-time businesses or add-on value-added type businesses could become a part of farm families that we know of our people in our team. And, I mean, my friend the other day, he called me up, he laughed. He said, yeah, I got a call from a company out in California. They wanted me to grow 60 acres of kale because they have Whoa. a startup. <laughs> That's and awesome. I thought, huh. There's a different way of approaching that, which is what if there was the farm, you know, since there is so much kale being produced and kale it produces exactly. so much of the year and it's such a like reliable overproducing mofo, you know, it seems like your kind of business could be nestled up into so many already existing veggie operations and that people who want to, you know, be like you could be like you in that the demand is, well, is the demand strong? I mean, obviously in Oakland, everyone is different from in other places, okay, but, Talk about I mean, there's the a lot of education that will continue to need to go on, which is that's that's I, this is only the beginning. I mean, we are we're people are wanting healthy food. People are wanting to feel really good, and we've reached we have reached a tipping point 
and we've crossed it into people wanting to have healthy snacks. I, I would encourage anybody that's excited to get into offering any variety of nourishing food to just do it. It's the, the food world, it's amazing and magical. And it's like the support that I've been able to help cultivate all along the way, whether it's from customers or from suppliers or people that wanted to sell the chips. It's, it's pretty outstanding how when, as, as, as I refine exactly the, the sort, like as I refine the sourcing and just have it like dialed into the, like the highest quality of everything and convey that to customers and convey that to, to everybody with our website and just with how I, I express what we're actually doing. It's, people want that integrity you know it's like that that is that's what we want with our food you know we want to be nourished well and it's it's it sucks me how that it's been so discarded in the snack food world it's like oh it's like snacks it's like oh, whatever it's like vapid nourishment it's like vacuous and whatever it's we're we, we are reclaiming our health as a society we've reached this point where we need to and anybody that's excited to offer that's excited to offer really good food will be received. You know, it's, I would say a lot of it is also about marketing and how to, for, I would recommend for people to connect with good graphic designers. I know that our sales doubled when we redid our marketing and that it's, we just need to convey our message in a powerful way, like in a, in a really like in a concrete and, meaningful and beautiful way so that people can feel and they can see that beauty and they can see that it's something that's real and tangible and that they want to be part of it. They want that beauty woven in with their, with their lives. And that's, it's, it's amazing how once it's there, it can, it can take off and be really like unquestionably supported. Um, yeah, it's, we redid our, our branding at the beginning of this year, and it was night and day on how we were received. It, all of a sudden, we went from having hand-drawn labels that were really cute, and they had like a little cow holding a kaleidoscope that I drew in my bedroom, <laughs> to being this sharp, beautiful brand that's, that represents itself. And I just I can't <clears throat> I can't understate how valuable it is for the the people that are in the permaculture movement and the regenerative agriculture movement to like to just rep it in a visually demonstrative way of the quality of work that we're doing. Also, people who don't have those coast lingo, can you say what does rep it mean? Represent. To, um, <laughs> to rep is to, to be able to stand behind something. It's to, like, to be your own agent for your for whatever operation you're you're doing whether it's you're a rancher or you're a farmer or you're a kale chip producer or you're what whatever you're doing for for it to be able to speak for itself and represent itself rep it <laughs> yeah, bay area hey <laughs> um you live at a really cool place called place do you want to rep that a little bit or anything else that has yeah to i would love in to in our last couple seconds Yes, please. Thanks, everyone. So I live at an eco-village called Place for Sustainable Living that's here in North Oakland. And it's a group of people, about eight of us, that are in in the permaculture movement, in the thicket of it. And we live in alternative housing. There's uh, trailers that are converted into 
oh no, there's storage containers that are converted into houses. There's trailers. There's tiny houses, and we host workshops, concerts, um, a make space, a fabrication, small fabrication studio. It's basically an incubation hub for anybody that's interested in connecting in a meaningful way with other people in the permaculture movement and living in a regenerative way within the city. There's beautiful gardens and it's like it's almost like a living laboratory for um for regenerative living within a city. The city can be so harsh and getting to live with other people that are wanting to live well is it's invaluable. So Place for Sustainable Living, 64th in San Pablo in North Oakland. Well, it convinced me immediately when I walked in and there were all these happy people of all sorts of <laughs> backgrounds and the business that grew out of that space, um, Planting Justice, that is now off way further and beyond. Plenty and Justice nice is amazing. Catholic. Yep. So amazing. But yeah. had him, um, yeah. I'd love to give May a brief shout-out to Plenty Justice. Yeah, they're basically getting people who were um, either incarcerated or in trouble and then working on permaculture and setting up permaculture for hire, being landscape, permaculture landscapers all over the city and making money Yep. and providing jobs. Yeah, really a good wage. They go into San Quentin, a prison near us, and teach people about landscaping and give them the possibility <coughs> of having a meaningful meaningful lifestyle that's land-based, and it's really powerful. They just bought a, a large tract of land out in El Cibrante, a town a couple, about 20 minutes north of Oakland, and they're making an eco-village. It's just, it's beautiful how... In, in working with an other, otherwise discarded and underserved rep, um, part of the population is it's regenerating from, from the roots up. Wow, and to be able to buy land near the bay. Right. Yep. Wow, using land mojo money from... The, I mean, I'm standing here setting up this land, um, land reform library in the coffee shop in Santa Fe, and yeah. Um, you know, I don't mind looking at who's coming and going. And what I see is so many, like, kind of permaculture dudes who are landscape garden-type guys. And mm -hmm. these cities have such wealth in the land that's being managed for just looking out outside your window. And this yeah. is obvious to people who live in these places. But um, can you imagine that that wealth gets transformed into territory for food sovereignty? Absolutely. Yeah, and people that otherwise aren't aren't having access to those fresh vegetables like these guys they go home every day with collards and with really good vegetables and have the support of a team and get to work on the land <laughs> like that's that's the dream you know it's, it's it's to get it to get to be part of a greater a greater healed ecosystem and to get to create that with our own hands it's good and how does it's it really feel? meaningful how does it feel when you're doing it can you just talk about when you know that the mojo is flowing because we have a lot of negativity to overcome right now. Oh, yeah. How I, how I feel when I'm doing what? When you're enabling the good things to happen. Oh, amazing. Life is so good. Life is magical and amazing. And it's really, life wants to live. You know, that's that's the, even even little trees that are desperate, like that are dying and like sucked dry of all of their water 
as soon as you add water to them, they will come right back. Like, life wants to live. And we just, like, water your garden. That's the most important thing. Whatever you want to plant in your garden, do it and water it and love it. Because life, whatever it is, in what area, whatever area, it's, like, it's itching. Like, life wants us. Like, life wants us to live, and it wants to support each other. And magic happens all the time. Like, okay, so I was just... Um, when I first started, I was working with a seaweed that my roommate harvested off the coast of Mendocino. This was for one of my chips. It's a spicy seaweed with dates and bison bone broth. And I was, it's so good. It tastes like wild, spicy sweet jerky. It's really delicious. It goes well with eggs. It's excellent. And I was just out of, this, out of the seaweed, and I was like, where am I going to get it? And the next week when I was at, this, at the farmer's market, this lady walks up to me out of nowhere, and she hands me a bag of seaweed, and she says, I'm Trish the Sea Witch, and I have what you need. <laughs> and that has happened all throughout the thing, all throughout having this business. It's been an experiment in magic and an experiment in getting to see how the universe is constantly, like, constantly providing blessings, constantly, always. And all I need to do is just, like, let my, let, let my hang-ups get out of the way, you know? It's like, move, like, move beyond them, like, just inspire, inspire myself with the vision that's that's being created, it's being thrown up into our collective consciousness right now. Like there's so many people that are making these food businesses that are regenerative, that are wanting to live well, that are farming in a beautiful way, that are loving in a really open-hearted, like transformationally available way. That people are there to talk things through. Like we are, we are in a new time, and we're doing it, and it's. For anybody that's getting discouraged, I would just say plant a seed and water it. Like, do that. Something that's simple and fundamental, just take care of a plant. That plant will then, like, maybe even a medicinal herb for what your your personal body needs, whether it's, like, mugwort so you can dream more vividly or whether it's valerian so you can sleep more thoroughly or chamomile so you can, you know, like, soothe yourself like a baby. Just grow something that you personally, that's your personal medicine, and nurture it, and then you know it's like life. Life wants us. Life wants to live. Just open, like open your eyes. <laughs> come on, come on. It's good. It's good stuff out there. And Girl, you got stuff. a future. You got a future in um, secular ministry. <laughs> nice. Let's take this thing yeah, on tour. Let's get some bicycles and some kale blenders. Um, thank Ow! you everybody for listening. <laughs> thank you for finding the kaleidoscope kale chips all around the Bay Area and farmers market. Oh yeah, or on the line on the on the online. We're excited to feed you. <laughs> Thanks, Severin. And I, thank you. Oh, you're thank such you a treat. Thank you for being there, and doing it. You're so inspiring, and thank you all for listening and all for downloading soon the Outerland Two podcast and the yeah yeah. Arms. And the New Farmer's Almanac. And uh, Nick Bertulis has an article in there representing re- yeah. the place and the Pleistocene. He has a big article about the Pleistocene. Mm. Uh, and, well, anyway, I'll see you out there. I'm going to come out. I'm, I'm on my way towards you. Yay. Wonderful. I can't wait. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, Severin. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. 
You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.